welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 246, How to Parent and Not Overdrink. Well, hello, 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 all of you beautiful souls. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. I'm laughing because, you know, I just recorded the introduction to this podcast called How to Parent and Not Over Drink, and it's fucking hilarious, okay? (laughs) Because, first of all, I just drink a lot (laughs) and be a parent. And I know so many of you have kids and it's so hard, y'all. Can we just collectively say that it's hard as F and, you know, not over drinking while you're parenting is no joke. Seriously, it's no joke. And I want to help you through that because... I think if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know that over drinking probably isn't going to help you with anything. You know, it just takes the edge off in that moment for a few seconds, right? Maybe an hour, you get that soft edge. (laughs) And then the next day, it's all right there ready for you. And if not even harder, because you didn't sleep well, and it's like throwing gasoline on the fire on on your anxiety and overwhelm about being a parent. So we know it's not a good solution, but we have been marketed to and sold that, you know, we need wine to be mothers and we don't. Okay. Even though I know it feels like it right now, personally, just a little vulnerable here for me, I am going through so much hard shit with parenting. Like not all, I have three kids. I'm going to be 14 next month. The middle is 12, going to be 13 in the spring. And the youngest is 10, going to be 11 in the spring. And the oldest and the youngest um, are just going through stuff, you know, especially my youngest. Sorry, Jackie had to shake right then. But especially my youngest. And it is legit exhausting. And I have parental burnout which is a serious thing, just like a workplace burnout, um, any kind of burnout. It's um, every little thing right now for me is hard. And I'm trying to take really good care of myself and notice this and acknowledge this and do all the things that I teach my clients, right? Um, Take care of myself, a lot of self-love, a lot of self-care, giving myself downtime, being patient with myself, creating boundaries, more boundaries for my kids, all of those things. So, and I know that it's not going to get easier anytime soon. And so how do you be a parent with challenging children and not over drink? I'm so glad that I figured out the drinking thing before this age with my kids. You know, I've been a non-drinker now for five years. So my oldest was only nine eight or nine when this, you know, when I stopped drinking. And so we were not into COVID. We were not into teenage years, preteen, tweeny, 
emotions, hormones, none of that stuff. You know, it was just kind of like toddler land, which, you know, they still listen to you. They did, they did back talk a little bit, but you could, you could still have a lot of control over your kids. Well, five years into this now, or, you know, five years and I haven't been drinking, it's just more complicated. I was sharing, maybe I shared this on the podcast, but you know, when they're little and toddlers, they just like physically it's more exhausting, but as they age, that physical exhaustion like goes down, but the mental exhaustion definitely increases. So it's still hard. It's just more mentally challenging and emotionally challenging. Um, that's been my experience anyway. And I, you know, I talk to a lot of you all about parenting on the regular and the challenges that, that we face now. Um, and it's just more complicated. Our kids' lives are more complicated now than, um, you know, our lives were when we were younger, you know, things were simpler then, maybe not better. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast as a parent, you're already somebody who, is open to thinking about things differently, doing better in your lives, um, and more aware of some internal struggles and things that are happening for you and probably more aware of that experience for your children. And so sometimes with awareness, we get to see our problems at a deeper level and it feels a lot harder. And that's what I feel like. Like, in the past, and I didn't know because I didn't have teenagers then, but in the past, um, I think, you know, it wasn't as easy for me to see what the issues were, first of all, because I was drinking and I didn't, I hadn't done a lot of this work yet, this sort of self-discovery, self-help, um, therapeutic type work. You know, I hadn't had three years of intense therapy (laughs) back then, but now, that I've done this work and I'm, I'm more awake and more aware of my own internal triggers and thoughts and feelings and patterns and cycles and past stuff. Um, it sometimes feels a little bit more painful, you know, because I am so much aware. I'm not wishing it was different. I'm just noticing how sometimes when you are a little bit more aware about things, you, you experience the feelings more intensely. Okay. So if you're taking a break from alcohol, especially, or significantly reducing how much you're drinking, you become aware of these types of underlying issues that are there, like parenting and the struggles of parenting, um, more so than you probably were before you were drinking a lot and numbing some of this stuff. Right. So I think because we're more aware, we're more in tune, and we want to be better parents, we want to do better for our kids, more so than maybe our parents did for us, that awareness comes sometimes at a cost of our of our mental energy, right? And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I don't recommend that you not become aware or ignore or, you know, put your blinders up at all. I think it's 100% worth it. But um, it's, very important that with this awareness that we learn how to take care of ourselves, right? And when you're parenting children, um, whether they're young adults or toddlers or babies, um, you taking care of yourself is very, very important. So I'm just really sharing um, some vulnerability here with my own parenting and the advice that has helped me navigate and move through some very difficult situations Last year, 
Um, at the end of the school year, we transferred my youngest son to a new school. He was struggling. He's been struggling really since he's been in school and especially since COVID. You know, he was only in second grade, I think, first and second grade during COVID. And so him having an online learning format at home with us for almost two years, you know, he missed a lot of key milestones and being in the social groups and learning how to be in school and in in a sort of like public school system. So ever since COVID went, not it went away, but, you know, they were allowed to go back to school. It's been a very big struggle for, for him on a regular basis. And we thought that changing his schools um, would be a good thing for him. Well, it is a good thing, but it was very difficult <laughs> to say the least. And he kind of blew up a little bit, but it did help us highlight and see some of the bigger issues that we needed to address. And so that's what we're doing now. And he's, he's doing much better, but it's still very, very hard. But some of the bit of advice that I really adapt to in any challenging situation, and especially with children, is that you make decisions based on what you feel is the right decision for that moment and not on it being the right or wrong decision. So when I made the decision to move him to my husband, I made a decision and him, he was involved in that decision too. We decided to move him to his new school. I really just had to learn and be with myself and feel into what my sort of my instincts or my intuition was telling me was the right thing. And I, and I felt like it was a yes. It was like, this is something that I feel pretty strongly is the best next thing for him. Well, it definitely didn't turn out the way I thought it was, but I still think it was the best decision because it highlighted the things that we needed to do. And going back to just some sort of general guideline parenting advice, and I am absolutely no expert, but I do think I'm pretty aware and I evaluate my decisions with my kids and, you know, looking at my feelings and how, you know, how reactive I am to things and whatnot. And I know my triggers very well. And I've, you know, we've had family therapy and child therapists and all of that is there is no right or wrong decisions. There's just a decision that needs to be made in front of you and you make that decision. And then there's going to be another decision down the line for you to make, right? So if you're stressing out about something or ruminating on some decision that you need to make with your kids on anything from like letting them drop out of a sports team to switching schools to helping them navigate, you know, childhood friendships, um, heartbreak, education, learning, all of these things require so many decisions, right? And if we think about all of that in one time, we try to map out in our minds this one decision that we have in front of us and how that's going to make a cascade of, of effect, you know, into affecting the rest of their lives, like we can easily get stuck and overwhelmed. And the best thing I can advise everybody to do, and I take this advice myself, is just Focus on the decision that's in front of you now. And then when that decision gets worked through and things happen, there'll be another opportunity to make another decision in the future. And you'll lean into that decision and you'll make the the right one for that specific situation. So that has really saved us from spinning out and overthinking and creating a lot of unnecessary anxiety. 
So getting back to the topic of how to parent and to not overdrink is really keeping it simple. You know what's best for your kids. You know your kids. You know who they are, how they react to different situations, right? And just like I teach you guys about being having agency of your own lives and listening to yourself about what's best for you, you know your kids the best, right? There's so many... Um, experts out there that can give parenting advice and counselors and therapists and all of these things and books you can read, but nobody knows your kid like you do. And you know (laughs) what is good for them in whatever decision that you're facing. And I want you to tap into that and learn how to listen to that, how to trust yourself with that and know that there's no right or wrong decision in any course of action that you take. There really, really isn't. There's not a script or or a guidebook, unfortunately, about how to be a good parent or how to make the best decisions for your kids. It just does not exist because we're individual human beings who has individual needs and, you know, our kids are very special too, right? Like they have their own little microcosm of their own brain and their own feelings and their own thoughts and what triggers them and what doesn't and environments that they do better in and environments that they don't do well in and sports that they like and friendship dynamics and all of that stuff. It's all so individual to them. And you, if you're a good parent, like I know you probably are, you are aware of all of that. And so don't overthink things. Just focus on what's in front of you right now and leaning into feeling into what you think is the best decision for you at that time. And again, remembering there is no right or wrong. You literally can't make a bad decision. I think the worst thing that we can do is get hung up on overwhelm and being anxious and stalling and feeling stuck around moving things forward. Um, That's just not good for you, right? So when you're in that place, that is definitely where we tend to want to numb and escape and just shut down all of the thinking, right? And and not feel that or worry so much. And that's where we tend to get into our escape patterns, like overeating, over drinking, maybe watching too much Netflix, not taking care of ourselves, avoiding things, that sort of thing. So make your decisions, tune into yourself. Don't overthink and overstress about things because literally there's another human involved and most of it we can't control anyway. (laughs) That's been another piece of advice that I've really, I can't remember. Maybe it was one of my therapists told me, it's like, we really don't have the wheel here. (laughs) Our job is to give them opportunities to, to love them, to shelter them, give them space to practice and learn in a home environment. But you know, they're, they're, especially after a certain age, they're pretty well baked and we can guide them, but we, you know, we really don't have a lot of control about what they're doing. So that knowing that I think for me helps kind of take the pressure off a little bit and let my foot just relax off that gas pedal. And knowing that, you know, I'm going to love them. They're going to know that I love them. I'm not going to be a perfect parent. That's not my goal ever. Um, but to know that they can they can come to me with things, they can trust me, and I own my mistakes. I apologize when I need to make when I need to apologize, and I'm open to thinking about and doing things differently all the time. Um, and communicating that with them in some capacity 
and and just living that model for for myself and taking care of myself and honoring who I am, staying with integrity with who I am, they see that stuff. And it's that's the best that I can do for them. So if you are stuck right now and really struggling in the parenting, I hear you and I feel you so hard. I, I really think we we our society lacks um, a lot of space to safely talk about the struggle of being parents in today's world. Um, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Quitting drinking was nothing compared to being a parent to teenagers. Like, seriously, nothing. <laughs> I was just talking with a colleague today about this. It's just like quitting drinking was like a warm walk down an ocean beach, like compared to the daily grind of parenting three dynamic, unique individuals, all very close in age. And um, holding the space for all of them. I want, you know, I, I, where I can get into trouble with parenting is being, um, too open and too flexible with holding all of the space for all of the emotions, because that, that, that comes at a cost for me. And, you know, I, because of the work that I do and how important mental health is, I think, and I can, I can kind of swing to the other end of it, of, of it being too much for, for me to do. Um, but it's no joke, y'all. It is absolutely no joke. And you think you get through something and then something else comes through, right? Somebody else has a struggle. There's some other crisis to deal with. Somebody has a bad day at school, you know? So like every day is literally, it's like the wild, wild west. (laughs) So when I follow my own advice, I'm like, I'll make the decisions I need to make when I need to make them. And right now I'm staying very close to what's in front of me and not getting too far ahead of myself with what might be coming or what's next or what's going to happen if all of that type of thinking. I really don't let myself do that. I stay pretty close to what's happening right now. And that helps me to have a lot less anxiety. Um, And, you know, if you are burnt out or you're feeling burnt out with parenting, um, making sure you're taking care of yourself is really good. Having strong boundaries. And even though that's very uncomfortable, especially if you didn't have really good boundaries with your kids before or any boundaries, implementing those, take it in baby steps and give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of patience. Um, drink your water, get good sleep, get support. You know, if you need coaching or a therapist or to join a group or, some sort of resource and get outside help is very, very important. I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing parenting without having a therapist and the group of coaches that I continually work with. Um, I just can't imagine doing that. My, my, my family of origin, I can't talk to them about this stuff because they didn't parent the way I did. They don't really get it. You know, there's some people that just don't get it. And you want to get the resources and help for people that get it and that can feel that with you and totally understand that with you. I think that's why people like to work with me around the drinking stuff is because you know I get it, right? You know I've been through every single scenario and detail and feeling around alcohol. And I absolutely get that. I'm on the other side of that now. You you know, you've got to find somebody that you trust that gets it and understands it. 
Um, and I for sure am not a parenting expert, but I wanted to talk about it because I coach so much on it. Um, the feelings of overwhelm and anxiety and navigating, making decisions with my clients, um, that I felt like we needed to have a podcast topic on it. So the big takeaway here is stay close to the decision that's in front of you. Know that there's no right or no wrong decision. So if you find yourself, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, remind yourself there's no right or wrong. What feels right in my mommy gut, close your eyes, take a deep breath, lean into your intuition, what feels right, and then do that thing. And then whatever happens after that, there'll be more decisions to make. Keep it real simple and love your kids and don't escape through alcohol. If you are over drinking um, while you're parenting, it's an opportunity for you to check in and start parenting yourself and focusing on what you need, probably a little bit more than what's happening with your kids. You need support so that you can take care of your kids better. And if it's something that you feel like you're a little bit out of control with, I for sure can help you um, getting to the root of over drinking. And if parenting is one of those things, I for sure can help you do that. Um, but it's all a big experiment. <laughs> it's a grand experiment and nobody tells you how hard this stuff is. And it's amazing too, right? It's right now it feels harder than it is amazing in the time of life that I'm in with my kids. Um, and then I get little teeny tiny moments like, Last night, my oldest came in and turned their phone in before, you know, his lights out. And they just said, I love you, mom. Without me saying it first. And that little win is enough to keep me going. And so you want to celebrate those little things. You want to, you want to be aware and awake to notice the little teeny tiny detail that you might get, the little wins that you might get. Um, yesterday was a teacher work day. And so I picked up one of my, the oldest, uh, the oldest kid's best friend. And we spent some time out and about, we went out for coffee into a bookstore and we went to a thrift shop. And as we were pulling into the the thrift shop, this song flowers by Miley Cyrus came on and my oldest never sings in the car. Like and they hate it too. So if I'm singing to like a pop song or something and there's just like, please stop it, like screaming at me to stop singing, they're like whisper singing and their friend starts whisper singing. And then I start whisper singing to Flowers by Miley Cyrus. And for like 45 seconds, we were all doing it together. And it was the best, the best moment. And so I hang on to that stuff and I really am aware and I notice them because we need to pay attention to those little tiny moments because let's be honest, the rest of it is hard. <laughs> and so we need to be aware and conscious enough to appreciate those little moments so we can keep staying strong, my friends. That's what I got for you today. I love you all. I, we are getting down to the very last spots in the, um, Cancun retreat and coaching package. So if you want in on that, please send me an email, Angela at AngelaMasenic.com. Go to the link in the page where you can get private coaching by me and you can come part of the package is meeting me and a small group of women, nine of us in Cancun in December. So a deeper dive into coaching and then 
meeting in person in, in Cancun to work through some real time stuff while being in a vacation spot and traveling and not over drinking. So if you're interested in that, you better get on it because spots are going. All right, my friends, you stay strong and I, I'm, I'm sending love to all of the parents in whatever capacity you are parenting those kids. And if you don't have kids, if you're taking care of, you're a caretaker of aging parents or siblings or anybody else in your life that feels difficult, I'm sending you love as well. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Hey, it's Angela. I want you to check out AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF. You know what it's like to have a desire to cut back on your drinking, right? You start to read books, listen to podcasts, try things, but you might not be able to yet put all the pieces and suggestions together in a way that actually makes sense and works for you. You might struggle with beating yourself up after an overdrink. You might get frustrated with yourself when you take two steps forward and then another two steps back and get overwhelmed with what's right and wrong about your relationship with alcohol. Your friends tell you that you should be able to have just one drink, and it isn't a big deal. You might be white-knuckling through urges and resisting instead of peacefully processing them. And you might struggle with your identity as someone who has enjoyed having a lot of wine or alcohol in your life. It's around you all the time. It's what you do and who you are. Well, after five years of successfully coaching hundreds of women through these struggles, I have created the Alive AF membership where women like you can learn the basics on what it takes to cut back and reach your goals with alcohol, whether it is to just drink less or totally quit. And when you join, you will get the exact framework I used to change my own relationship with alcohol and still use today that has led me to be alcohol free for over five years. You're going to get access to my resources, videos, and worksheets that have been proven to change and reduce how much you drink. Every day you can ask questions, share your obstacles, and get coaching and direct support on the challenges you will face with love and no judgment. Also, you will get immediate access to workshops like uncovering your alcohol identity and changing it, how to say no to things that don't support your new identity or life or goals, aka boundaries. a workshop called Creating Emotional Agency, and another one, How to Manage Your Mind to Succeed at Your Goals and More. Every month we have a brand new workshop. These workshops are filled with step-by-step prompts and instruction to help you create the exact relationship with alcohol that is best for you. My mission and vision for Alive AF is to be a hub of support and resources for women to come and learn how to do what is best for them and becoming more alive in the process. When you join, you're going to learn how to take care of yourself better, how to feel good and become more alive and go after the life that you really want. I want this membership to be affordable and an easy solution where you can get all the help you need in one simple place whenever you need it. So no need to go read another book, find a new podcast, attend a free webinar, or go down the path of piecemealing it all together. Join Alive AF and have it all there in one place for you anytime you need it. So go to AngelaMasonic.com forward slash Alive AF and enrollment is open right now. See you inside. Didn't we